Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Every day you trust your gut, and that gut feeling can lead to a kick in the guts, but your gut instinct was right, so you bust a gut, because someone will have your guts if you don't. <sighs> you know what your gut deserves? Glenillen Farm Yogurt. Bursting with live cultures, it's the daily way to keep your gut happy and healthy, and tastes delicious to boot. Choose Irish, choose local, choose Glenillen Farm. Welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast, a place where we are changing the narrative and having progressive conversations about black fathers, as well as creating a safe digital space for the community. This is the Dope Black Dad podcast. My name is Marvin Harrison. Today we have our brothers in arms back together. The band are back together. What's the band this month? We've, we sometimes go between Avengers and boy bands. What boy band would we have been of all time? Are we B2K? Think, are we are we Temptations? What, what's that tour that's going on at the moment? The Millennium, Millennium tour. tour. Yeah. Who in a Millennium tour would you be? I don't even know the artists on the tour. Nah, bruv. Don't like, don't like you weren't around at them times, bruv. Doing Mario? like man, usher, usher moves. <laughs> them sidesteps. I know Marvin was a smooth thing. I, I know. I know. He used to do the He used to do the moonwalk back the to girls. And the gliding to the bar. Moonwalk back to the bed. Body popping. Swagging man them as he rolls. I know you were smooth, bruv. There's no way that voice just came out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. You've been taking panties off with no hats, no fingers for about 15 years. Mm. Getting naked. Disco mm. life. What, 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 all right, so what R&B retro person most describes you? I'm going to go Joe for me. I feel like he's my dad. Uh, yes. Joe Thomas. Now I don't know. Don't know Joe's. Mm. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a, that's a sick one, actually, because yeah. he's he's actually just respected as an artist. And jo, Joe's a bit too like he, he just looks like he's on crud always. Like his, his tours <laughs> must be a madness. Sure. Go on, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've struck a blank. Um, we will like give the, you one. We will give you one. <laughs> Mario. Do you know what? I'm going to say Cisco in his element. Wow. Like when they... <laughs> yeah. You know that, that album, that one album, that, that was a banger. The Dragon. Bro, how did him and DMX get on the same song? I have no idea. Yeah, oh, man. DMX yeah, looks no, like he wants to punch everyone in the face. <laughs> and I feel like Cisco has such a punchable face he, he named so many women in that song as well Listen, <laughs> he gassed a lot of women though yeah oh now the shot 
Oh, no, well, she's not. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, how how yeah. are you guys doing this week? What's going on? Yeah, recovering from C19 from COVID. Oh, no, they got you. They got me, bro. They got me, bro. Ah, oh, bro. They got me, bro. I was going to ask you if you're vaccinated, but I feel like this is the question that takes us into a whole new podcast. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Get in there. It's a tough one still, but how yeah. how long has it been? What's the journey been? Because some people still don't believe it's real. They feel like people made this up. Nah, is it real? It's real. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. It's real, and it affects everyone differently. So, like, yeah, it's a hundred percent real. I, I felt ill. Had a really bad sore throat. Then I had like a, just like coughing fits, and then I took loads of like loads of pills and vitamins and stuff, and then started to get better. But now I'm just in like a lethargy state. Like I'm so exhausted and tired. So obviously there's been an internal battle happening in my body, which has rendered me tired. I'm exhausted, like exa- like really tired. But it's real. <laughs> Do not get it twisted. Mm. <laughs> it's definitely, no, definitely I, I, real. I've had it twice here. And one of the most, most bizarre things is when people come to me like, I don't think it's even real. And you just look at them and you just say, you're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't get into the vaccination talk because that's your personal preference here. Yeah? But do not tell me that what I had is the same as the cold I get annually. That sure. is not the same. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not the but same. Dude, the thing is, there's a point where you have it and you're like, this is not the same. <laughs> exactly. My body isn't reacting like it normally does. No. Normally I need a nap and yeah. some lemons. And it's like, it's like the constant changes. So it would be like the heavy coughing, then a dull headache then tiredness, then fatigue, then the coffin. And it's like, bro, make up your mind. <laughs> Which illness are you? I think if I had to choose being ill, that would be the one that I would choose last. Like there's like a, because yeah. it's the thing is, I hate the idea of being slightly conscious to the idea that I'm, I'm okay. Like I feel like, am I oh, okay? No, 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 no. 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 You try to, yeah, yeah. You try to, I tried to walk from one side of the room to the other to get something and lie back down. When I finished, I was, I, fe- I fell asleep. It took me, it took me an hour yeah. and a half to like, I was like, I'm going to bed because I tried to get up and pick something up from the other side of the room. Literally. No. Literally. In our play, as the Jamaican man would say. <laughs> <In our play>. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I want to talk about black hair, actually. Not because we're just launching. So we are launching Dope Black Hair, which is a platform to talk about hair from all intersections. So men, women, children, you know, all different backgrounds or types of hair, black and mixed hair, all those different things and conversations that need to go on. So we're launching that platform uh, in the next couple of weeks. But... Actually, because uh, one of the guests that featured on this podcast, Lamaya Sheree, she came on here and obviously talked about her journey about doing, a, I think it was a, a master's in uh, at Cambridge. But she's also now leading this uh, APPG group about hair discrimination in the UK and trying to get black hair to be made protected characteristic. I'm going to try and read more about it. So a group of campaigners want discrimination towards people with Afro-textured hair to be officially classed as a form of racism, which sounds good. A letter signed by members of parliament, Kim Johnson and Wera Hubhouse, say that those with Afro or textured hair should be legally protected from discrimination. The letter asks for the Equality and Human Rights Commission, whose job it is to make sure all people are treated equally in the UK, to make Afro hair a protected characteristic by adding it to those listed in the Equality Act. The campaigners say that the aim is to raise awareness of hair discrimination in the UK and highlight the ways in which people with Afro-textured hair are treated unfairly. They say that there are many examples of adults and children being discriminated against because of their textured hair, such as children being treated unfairly in schools and adults being untreated negatively in the workplace. 
The group say hair discrimination can be obvious as using offensive words to describe a person's afro to touching someone's textured hair without the permission to do so. For me, this feels like I, I thought it was already a part of the protected characteristics. But when I think about it logically and I go back to, you know, kids not being allowed in schools, um, being told to cut off their dreadlocks or being forced to cut their hair in school by someone with scissors, like an absolute maniac. You know, I, I think obviously, no, it can't be because this these things will never be able to happen. Like what, you know, what? how does this make you feel? Like, I, I feel like obviously it should be long overdue, but what are your thoughts on it? It makes me angry. It is frustrating and infuriating that, you know, that some of our young people have to go through this, this, you know, nonsensical bollocks. You know what I mean? Like, cut your hair off with scissors. I dare. Mm. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. I dare my daughter call me and tell me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just cut your hair off with scissors, mm. brother. It's just poor cultural awareness, isn't it? Like, really, really poor. You know, and, and devastating for those children. You know, your, your dreads, your plaits, your braids, they're your powers. That's your identity. And it's re- mm. removing your identity, isn't it? Someone saying that your identity doesn't matter <laughs> because someone behind you can't see or I don't think it complies with what we've done for the last 100 years. You know mm. what I mean? But I am black British. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And, you know, this is what it means. This is my identity. And this is why I'm fully present here. So I can't cut my hair off or cut my 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 child's hair just to support your agenda yeah i'm yeah i'm completely the same like it gets me vexed just thinking about kids (laughs) having to deal with that whether it's bullying or you know that kind of unconscious bias from people just because of their hair something which naturally goes out of our head this is the way our hair grows it's not even like people are necessarily doing something to their hair other than just allowing it to grow naturally and for people making an issue with that and i think it's particularly problematic for me because they don't know what it feels like so, you know, you look at many other, you know, races, their hair will grow in a particular way. We're the only ones with, with Afro hair. And so it's, it, again, it's like it's, it's a bias towards us or unconscious, or not even unconscious, a conscious bias towards us where because their hair may grow down, our hair grows up, it's all, all of a sudden it's problematic. So, yeah, like, like Marlon said, make someone call me and let me know that they're trying to cut my son's hair in school. And, yeah, they'll, I, they'll I, have hell to pay. I think, I think I'm, because as you were talking, yeah, I started talking to myself. You know, when you go in your own head, and you start reenacting what's going to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is the phone call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You touch my son. Oh, and you pull scissors out by his hair. Yeah. All right. I'm on my way. So, yeah. And, and like, I know when I get there, I will go and I'll be like, so tell me what happened. And whatever happens after that point, someone's getting dragged. I know. Yeah. Because 100%. there's no logic. 100%. There's no yeah. logic. And I'll, I'll, the, the, my thing is, yeah, if they try to enforce it and say it out of their mouth, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to that level. You touch my child with scissors, though. Come Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your building's going. You're going to have to get a new building. The school has moved uh, seven and yeah. a half miles away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so 100%. weird, yeah, like how, like, there's there's not many things that can get me there. Like, obviously, like, sexual abuse is like, a, if by, it, it, you know, someone in school or does something sexual to my child, it's happened. There won't even be the... Because my, my son has been given the language to say these things and to call, and call these things out, not only in the presence there in the moment, but to come back and tell me. So, you know, all these things. But that, for me, just feels like it's a cold violation of, like, his own agency, like, to go in and adjust what his appearance is without any form of consent from him or from me. That's wild. And, I, and you know, I'm going through this motion of, like, me going in and being like, so, so... And, and somehow I see this, like, a white lady, a Karen, who's, like, hands on her hips. Well, we felt that. And I, I could just see... I could see <laughs> yeah, how the yeah, logic of, yeah. like, you're not allowed to touch a woman, Marvin... Yeah. 
I, I know that there's a button that you can press that accesses me where it's just like, it's just rage. This is one of them. I, I, this is something that's just really wrong about touching our children. And I keep hearing these stories that go around. I keep hearing these stories of schools being, you know, I think there was one school in Vauxhall that told their pupils that they can't wear head wraps, they can't wear dreadlocks, they can't wear, and then they all went on strike and the head teacher yeah. was like trying to be righteous yeah. about it. Um, I think he ended up apologising, but I think also he may have got he suspended some of them afterwards. Something it didn't fully end on the land on the right of justice. Have your children ever talked to you about like evasions of rights and privacies at schools or anything like that? Marvin smiled. <laughs> you, you know what the thing for me i'm i'm very conscious to any type of violation at, at my son's school i mean i'll probably i'll probably make his mum sick because any anything that pops off whether it was when he's in secondary school now um and i pulled him up already but anything that happened in primary school like i was i was on it and i feel like when i was younger my, my dad obviously my dad's he's quite a physical person and so you know my mum, small little jamaican lady my dad this six foot three you know big black man he used to come to the school whenever it got on top and he'll he'll put the teachers in their place but i'll be honest it was a little bit aggressive a bit intimidating and you know he would offer you out let's go around the corner and kind of you know let's square up type of thing so i think coming from that and seeing that growing up in my mind it's like okay I'll be honest, when he was young, when my son was younger, I had that same type of energy. It was like pure aggression, any type of violation when he was in nursery or anything like that. I'm like, you know, if that child hits my son again, look out for the parent I'm choking in the playground because that's the parent of the child that's hitting my son. Like, so that was how I was when I, when I was younger. But now, pen and paper, writing to the governors, you know, contacting the local authority. Because I work in local government as well, I kind of know and understand oh, how it works. I love that. I love that you're so mature. Look at, look at you. You're, make, <laughs> right, you're making this podcast right. rounded. <laughs> <laughs> if they touch my son, then, you know, when I when I have that blackout, I can't be accountable for what for what happens in that moment. But I, but I do, yeah, I do challenge back. So anything, any type of violation, I don't want to talk. And this, this is what I say as well. I don't, I don't want to make this sound bad, man. I don't rate teachers in a sense where I rate you as a, I rate you as if I can do it myself. <laughs> like, I rate you as a teacher, but you're not my teacher. So my son will respect and honor you as a teacher, but you're just another adult to me. And if I think you're baby food and I don't rate you, go get your superior and let me let me reason wow. with them. Wow, mother's telling the energy, <laughs> So yeah, when it when it comes yeah when it comes to my son, that's that's my energy. Go get your head teacher. I don't care if they're busy. Get them to call me back. We're gonna talk about this. Well, I love you. And... I feel like this is the Marvin that he's been alluding to for about twelve weeks. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> to channel it now in a, in a positive direction. Two thousand and three. What would have happened yet? Yeah? <laughs> we met it. We found it. Every week is gonna come out a little bit more. <laughs> I have to access um, it. <laughs> what, well, what I love about what you're saying here yeah, is that it's the duality of yeah, I want to immediately protect my children and throw them. But I also need to do the formal things and make complaints because I think Britain is just a place of record. That's that's the only thing they understand. If it's not formally on record, it's like, no, we don't have this on record. What we have on record is you punching this teacher in the face. And it's like, ah, you just ignored the whole reason why yeah, I did that. Exactly. You thought I woke up with a desire to hit people today. No, that's not what I do as a human being. But I do think it's really important to go to the other side and write that letter with those with the words in it, with as many syllables as you can find yeah. and be like, you bumba clout, ras clout, pussy clout, every clout. What do they call it? Jaguar clout, whatever they call it. <laughs> and so like, I think, I think it's important to do that and i think as well fuck with their money like if, if they know they've done they've done something that isn't part of their policy or their procedures and you're challenging them on it and you're letting them know i'm going to go to the governors i'm going to go to the local authority i'll go i'll go to the guardian i'll go to whoever i need to they're going to second guess themselves because they, they can try and be right 
and unemployed. They're not going to want that. Wow. So they're going to try and keep their job and, and humble themselves. So, yeah, and, and it's good for me, for my son to see, because he can see that, you know, what, what happened at school um, today, son? Any problems, any issues? I don't mind speaking to your head teacher if there is. And he knows that I'll turn up for him. Because, yes, I'd love to thump down another parent in the playground if it came to that, but that may never happen. So how else can I show my son that I've got his back and I'll fight for him in, mm. in every circumstance? And, yeah, this is another way. <laughs> I, I just I just visualised you, like, jumping a parent on the way home in, like, an alleyway. On the dual carriage like, pull over, pull over, pull Jake, Jake didn't know what he was doing. Their parents running. Yeah, no. He's like, and the women running to him. I love, I love creating rumors that you're like a sex god and that women run towards you. I think, I think that's gonna be my part-time job. I would need a whole PR team to defend me. No, 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 no. I got many platforms. I shall be using them all. Don't, don't look at me. Look at him. He, he does that. He touches them. I don't do it. So then, like, have you ever had a problem at work with your your hair? Because I, 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 I try to think like, I never really had a problem, but I know my hair was, like I, you know, my hair is very, very tight curls when I had it. Um, so I'll comb it and two hours later, my hair would be picky. It just would be a nightmare. So basically, this is why I maintained my haircut for the whole time. And in that room, my hairline, because I'm cutting my hair so much. So like I had, to, if I didn't have one, my hair would look picky every two hours. Then it just, you just look, it's just long. So, and it, even the word picky is a bit of a thing, really. Like I don't even know if it's even appropriate terms, but you know, so I used to cut my hair all the time and then lost my hairline. And now I have nothing going on. Like even, even when my hair grows back for like three weeks, people will be like, Oh yeah, it looks like you, it just looks all right. I was like, no, no, you don't look, you're not seeing yeah. how there's nothing here. There's nothing. Like it starts, it starts little hair goes, it, it's a mad thing. What's your, what's been your hair journey? So mine, I, I had I had braids, but just at the top. Um, Push your teeth. Yeah, I was doing my thing. <laughs> it grew long. And then I went to America for about six months and then the sun made it grow even longer. So I embraced that for a long time. I remember I worked at this company called Morgan. Remember the clothes shop? They were in Oxford. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. God, now so I can talk about them. <laughs> when I started growing, is, that, is that where all the like middle middle class Karens go to get their outfits? Is that what is that where? No, place, it was, it was it like more, a young girl yeah, team. Yeah, young girls, mainly mainly young girls, like really really young girls. But you know, I did was, you enjoy working there, Marlon? I was good. I was good. I kept my job a long time because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was polite. <laughs> right, writing your number down on pieces of paper, a piece of till receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tell your story. Sorry. So, anyway, so yeah, so when I started growing my hair, they were like, "We need to check with our like with HR if your hairstyle is going to be appropriate." These times I worked in the stockroom. Fuck you. <laughs> this is how it's going to be. Didn't <laughs> yeah. understand it. Um, but then my mum was like you, Marvin, the queen of writing letters. Like, so my whole time during school, like anything popped off. Mum, um, these, these times it was pen and paper. So she helped me construct a letter, I wrote to HR, and then they sort of rubbished it. Was like, no, it's fine. He can grow his hair. So anyway, uh, I had my hair for a while and then cut it. Did all sorts of mad hairstyles and then cut it. And then... I don't know, as I got to like my mid-30s, it just started to deplete. Like, 
I don't know. I remember my barber, like, hardcore yard, he was like, you know, you have a patch. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was like <laughs> hey, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we have a patch. Exactly. Fix it. <laughs> You're going to have a patch in a minute if you start talking like crap. <laughs> and then, and then, um, and then so, so, so then you grow out a little bit. So I had like a little bit of a, like a mini high top for a while. And then, um, and then I got, like a skin fade and then it it never reached that height again and it's weird it's because i still got my hairline i still got a hairline it's just very short mm. very short and and that, and that was it really um yeah hair and i just embraced it you know i'm in my late 30s now i've had my heyday <laughs> a skin fade. Yeah. i do i was mr skin fade though i do miss a skin fade that was oh, my team i my team <laughs> I, I i can't even remember what i look like i go back to pictures i'm like yes. who's that like <laughs> i'm like wow was my hair really do-? i had waves i had waves i was you had waves ah oh, i tried did you did you used to get the like the dax not the dax but the like that metal tin the brown bronze tin of nah, like they did it my sporting head, waves my, is it called sporting yeah, waves sporting waves, no, yeah, my, sporting waves my, yeah. my hair didn't just naturally just waved like just rippled. I had ripples. Yeah, what's like, for you? Caribbean waves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, wait, that, that thing here, you dig, you dig your hand in, and I didn't know you were meant to melt it, so I had no idea. Yeah, I just digging my hand in this tough thing and like, nah, trying to like rub it and melt it with my hands and like, and then put it in. That's probably why I have no hair. It was like yanking my hair out, trying to put this thing in my hair. But I've heard this rumor that uh, cunnilingus is great for hair growth and your beard and your face. Marvin, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> in my beard, I trust. My beard yeah, I trust. You're the only one that has yeah, extended beard question. and extended hair, bro. Like, do, do you want to talk to us about the remedies and techniques that you employ to gain this? I missed that question, but the one the one you asked about work. Cunnilingus, bro. Come on. But I think I think back back to the work question. I think what what worked for me at the time is <laughs> why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> why are you running? <laughs> but I think what was what was really good for me is I worked in Brixton at the time, so I had plats throughout my teens, getting into like my early twenties, and then I switched over to locks. And Brixton, you just feel like you're in you're in Jamaica, or you're in the Caribbean, <laughs> and so if anything, black people felt like the the majority. So, yeah, I never really had any problems with my hair with that regard. The odd thing you might get sometimes is someone asking to touch your hair, but I find as a man, I get that a lot less. But you, you do sometimes still get people saying, oh, do you know what, I've always wanted to know, like, what, what does it feel like? Is it heavy? Is, you know, and they want to ask a couple questions. And But I can imagine women would get that a lot more because I, I, tend, that, I tend to think people would find them more approachable on the subject where me with my stern face and my, you know, just standing at work, no one's going to really want to ask to touch my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, well, they oh, may, yeah. but they, you might you might want to let those ones, the ones that are bold <laughs> no, enough no, no. to ask. Yeah, I, I hold the line, I hold the line. No one's touching it. <laughs> same, same. You know why? As dudes, yeah, there's bare things that we get filtered on behalf because I know women. I, there was a, a, a TikTok online where this woman was in the bathroom trying to show off her outfit and her look and literally this like white woman who might have been like 60 came in and was like walking towards oh, her yeah, like yeah, this that, yeah. <laughs> I was just like oh my god yeah, that's, that's horrific wild. and she's like oh and she's like no she kind of gave me the whole curve and I was like that would never ever happen mm. to me like but I do think some people want to touch my bald head really really you see them staring at it like can I, can I touch it can I, what does it what does it do when I touch it does it, how does it feel like is it cold <laughs> and I was like have children children help you remind you that you're losing your hair 
I remember my whole journey, my daughter was reminding me, it's like, your hair's getting shorter and shorter. Now you're bald. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All the time. Are you okay, emojis. Daddy? Makes, it's life hard for you. Yeah, she makes me emojis <laughs> to remind me. Wow. Of, um, <laughs> Yeah. We know what's really key yeah, is that when people make their emojis on like Apple or, or Samsung phones or devices, yeah, it's so interesting how people see themselves. Yeah. Like, because like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There are people I didn't realize that aren't really there, like giving themselves extended beer matter when it's not there either. Is that how you see yourself? That's interesting. That's not how I see you. Yeah. <laughs> not as the world. The world doesn't see you like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. None of us do. Countdown to Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And nothing's going to stop us making the most of every festive moment. Our gift cards can be used in all Tesco stores nationwide. On all groceries, F&F clothing and Tesco mobile. And we're offering great discounts on bulk orders for organisations this Christmas. To find out more, visit tescoforbusiness.com and call our team today. For a limited time only. Terms and conditions apply. Tesco. Every little helps. And if, so for you guys, like, just in terms of your hair journey, like, is there a point where, like, growing up, I used to get picky head all the time. I remember crying one time because people were saying they got picky head. And I was like, bro, I combed this this morning, bro. This is not my fault. Like, this is... And I never really thought about it until I did a, a campaign for Dove um, Hair one time. And they were like, tell us your Dove Hair, your, your hair story. And I was like, my hair story? I don't have a hair story. And obviously, men, we're bulletproof in it, so we don't feel anything. <laughs> and then I sat there, I was like, why has been my... I was like, oh, yeah, picky head. Oh yeah. And I just started landing with these old years of just like this gradual journey of my, my hair just coiling so much. That's what, that's the formal term, coiling, coiling so much and that, that it had so much space in my head, in the back of my head. And I'm being ridiculed for that to the point that I started to try and cut my own hair. Actually, that's another thing I forgot. So like, I used to get a razor and try and like shave my own hair to a one level with no shape up, nothing, just raw. <laughs> but then raw. obviously you never get it balanced because you can't see the back of your head. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I, I, we couldn't afford haircuts every week. 
my mum was just like, that's that's a real expense. Like I'm not right, if you add twenty pounds a a month to five pound haircuts every month for your one child when you got four of them, that's completely unworkable. So it's just like I, I just used to try and cut it my hair myself. And it used to be terrible. I used to get taken the piss out of all the time for my hair. I never even remember. I forgot all about that. And so it's always been a bit of a thing of just like, so when I lost my, started losing my hair, I don't think I was that particularly bothered in the moment of it because it actually was happening as I was getting married. So if I go through my wedding pictures, yeah, it's almost like this journey of like (laughs) engagement party, the last stand of the hairline. And by the time I was like, in Jamaica for my wedding, it was like hair, hair is just like, it was like the holding onto the hairline. The hairline was getting higher and higher. And then by the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the wedding day, it was the last, it was like, goodbye. And I came back and I shaved it off. I shaved it off and, I, and I've kind of been this way ever since. But what's weird, yeah, is I think I just look, I look better this way. I just look more, I, I can't see myself with hair anymore. Like I don't, I don't think I want to go back. I think I just look more like a person. <laughs> That's so weird. Do you know what? I, I remember, um, so I, I had, I had uh, systematic haircuts. Like, so I had it every week and then there'd be times where my dad was working night shifts for a couple of weeks. So I wouldn't be able to get it or, you know, I misbehaved or something. And then one of my boys in my area was like, you can come and do lineup, and you can get five pound, and that's how you can get a haircut. I was like, oh. Mm. So we went to it was I remember the police station in Tottenham, right next to Hermitage Road. So bare black boys, you come in there. There's like thirty black boys, and then what they do is they choose eight of you, and then you go into the room, and it's got the lights behind you, and you stand there, and then obviously they're like stop talking, and then obviously the victim of whatever crime comes through. And then they look at you or look at whoever. And obviously the criminal's in there, you know, <laughs> you know who the criminal is. So I did that several times and then, and it was good. Five pound, five pound, five pound, five pound. But you never anticipate that someone's going to call your name or call your number or ask you, or you're going to look like someone. So anyway, so come in there, turning up. It's all the man them. Oh, go on, get that. And this, and this police officer's got this word of fives, just handing them out. But anyway, the last time I ever did it, gone in there now. Energy was a bit different. And then they were like, number five, stand forward. And I've never been asked to stand forward. So I'm just like, number five, number five, stand forward. I was like, bum, God. That's <laughs> yeah. me. So I stood forward. And my, I just started crying, bro. Tears are coming down my face. Like, bro, I'm innocent. This is all for a haircut. Come out now. They was like, no, it wasn't you. And that was the last time ever. That 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 story is part of my hair journey. Um, mm. But but with the, the whole um, coining or picky head thing, um, my hair did that when it got really long. So if I hadn't had a trim for ages, then it became sort of Afro and unmanageable. You know what I mean? It curled up. But my mum had like, I don't know, all this like go-go berry juice and honey mm. and Maduka. This is so glow. Yeah. And so yeah. she could put, like, wash my hair and then it would just relax. You know, not relax, but it'd be a little bit softer and manageable and you, you have to like you have to take care of your hair. That's what my mum always said to do, me. Do you think there's there's something in the even in the word like picky and manageable that we've even t- internalized 100%. it? Because like your hair is just your hair; yeah. it just does what it does. Like and it, and we've been made to feel that it's unkept or it's like unmanageable or it's bad. Even even in the language that we do, I've never really updated how I speak about hair because I've I've got to a place where I don't engage in it. But like I do feel like we've internalized some of the the sentiment around it and just like. I try not to make my son force haircuts. Like he, he probably gets a haircut once every two months, to be honest. And I just like, I don't, I don't want him to get in a habit of like, he has to look so sharp and smooth to be seen as a human. And, and I think there was a little bit of like my mum and the Sunday best vibe 
And I think that's what something that she was raised up on, like where Sunday, everyone wore their best yeah, clothes, yeah. went to church. And, and I think, you know, you couldn't be out on street with water wash clothes, as my grandma would call them. Like you haven't ironed your clothes. And I think like there's something about presenting ourselves to be fit in, to be accepted, to be seen as valuable or important. And I think like, I don't, I don't really want that labor, you know, like my children, like their clothes, you know, sometimes I see kids and, and it's obviously freedom of choice, but I see children and they dress incredibly well. They look like they just came out of a Zara factory and like everything. But my children, like they mess up clothes so much. I, I don't even bother. Like that. I don't, I, don't, I, I think we've just introduced iron into my son in his school uniform. My daughter, just wear whatever you want, man. Like, and I don't bother go too hard on like getting brand new stuff over and over again. Everything is Primark because I just don't think it makes sense to like make that effort. And I was thinking the other day because I wanted to do a shoot and I was going to um, do a shoot with my kids for, for the kids book. And I was like, oh, it'd be really nice actually to have it styled. And I sat there and thought about like, what, what am I saying? Like, what am I saying? Am I, am I going to dress my children up, do their hair to present this like really nice model version of what my children should look like? Is it authentic? Like, is that how we actually roll? Because the other day, my daughter took my son's blazer and put it on and she wore it with a dress and she looked sick. But it was a little bit crease up, but like, she looked sick. I was like, oh, look at you with your trainers. Like, this looks all really nice. You've done this on your own. And I was like, I feel like there's a a graduation of individual style that I want to preserve. And I think also just like, yes, we want her hair to be tidy. I don't want her to look, you know, unloved. But I also don't want to force a high level of maintenance on her where she's like constantly needing her hair done before she does anything. Like, like she cannot go to the shop if she, if your hair isn't done and she's got to wear, you know, just like, so what? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's something rebellious here that I'm fighting, but also I don't want to just do things that create more harm because the world is still the world. Do you know what's funny? As you, as you mentioned, I don't know if you remember, I don't want to name the brand because I might get it wrong, but there was a, there was a, a child modeling campaign that they did and there was just an image of a, black, a young black girl and her hair was messy. And everyone on social media was going crazy saying, you know, how would they allow her to be presented like that? H&M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was actually, yeah. But then when they showed the, the wider campaign, every child had messy hair. And the whole campaign was just about children with messy hair. But it's, as you said, it's the way that, you know, black people were riding for this child and that child having messy hair that we placed a significance on it. Mm. Because sometimes I've, like, <laughs> let's not, like, sometimes you see French football players, yeah, you know, back in the day and, and the hairs, <laughs> and the hairs. <laughs> but sometimes I think other races don't care. They just look at it and they just accept the person, you're banging in goals, they're not bothered. Whereas we place that significance on it. And sometimes I think we code the language for them and we let them know, now that's not cool or, you know, we don't really rate that we wouldn't we would never do that and then it equips other people to then use it against us but yeah sometimes I think we're the ones that make a big fuss because even for me seeing Louis Soha or Didier Jogbra and some of those hairstyles back in the day you would kind of you know you would turn your head when you saw them but you know yeah we're, we're placing that stigma on it ourselves and I think sometimes we definitely have to be conscious of doing that but hold on so then is that so because I think there's a difference between your hair being coily and yeah. you relaxing your hair mm. and, and not maintaining it because the, cause the references you gave of Saha and Jogba, they're relaxing them, they're relaxing them hair. Bro, guys. they were mad. Yeah. Like, I need they to, like, bad. we need they to post bad. those things. We need to post them, like, it, cause, because it didn't follow any one particular path. It wasn't, it wasn't silky. Because cause if, you know, we've all seen Snoop Dogg where he, like, relaxes his hair yeah, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. combed out. And you're like, ah, that's vibes. Do that. Mm. I see that. 
But then when it's like part that, part not, <laughs> shiny sheen, hair going a different direction. Everyone. I was like, what was, what was the plan first? It's not even like, no. this is bad. Tell me what the plan is so I know what you were trying to do and if you achieved it or not. Because I yeah, can't yeah. tell from the four different hairstyles you have in your head. So I don't know if like, and, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if some of it's just universal. Like actually we just prefer particular straight lines or textures or things that we are familiar with. When you merge them all and then no one knows what it is and you think you don't come out and be like, this is my, you know, this is my belief. If you came out and explained it like, this is who I am, then it'd be like, oh, we get it. Okay, cool. Fine. Be you. Cause I, I don't think like by and large, it's about oppressing people. It's about like, understanding sometimes so you got to invite people into your thinking when it when nobody understands it and so those two particular characters for sure but did you ever attempt to dye your hair because i i got close but i never fully did it because cisco made it really possible to dye your hair platinum blonde all that kind of stuff did you ever get have one of those phases you know know what i just just want to go back one second so (laughs) everyone had that don in their school or in their area that had curtains the black (laughs) Oh, <laughs> or the dog that had the French crop. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. do that, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up, I mean, we had one of those um, in I, but we just ended up making up like legends about them. Like, I oh, don't fuck with him. You talk about his hair, like you tear your face off. <laughs> like you just have to add some type of mystique to it. You got, you got to justify why this is fucking yeah, happening. Yeah. Why is this <laughs> my I think I only dyed my. I, ne- I never dyed it. I sprayed it because I had two sisters, so. They always had, you know, the mad blue spray or, and, and I sprayed it. So I used to get my skin fade and then spray it. And then my sister would brush it in. So it would look like, you know, like the Cisco fade. Cause his was yeah, like platinum, yeah. but mine would be like blue and then it sort of fade into black a little hard, a little hard. That's yeah, the yeah. only thing I did with my fake airing. Cause my dad wouldn't let me oh, get my hair. Oh, the cubics. <laughs> the cubics. From Half Price Jewelers. Remember HP Gates? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Is that a ton of yeah. thing? No. Oh, yeah. We're green. <laughs> they had them. There was a jewelers called a HPJ, and you could go and get mm. like really cheap cubics for like four pounds, eight pounds. And then as they got dirty, you just buy another one. Mm. <laughs> bro, that's one thing. The build up on the back of those things, oh. bro, was out fucking rageous. People wore them all year round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never took them out. So the build up of like soap and gunk Dunk, and yeah. all sorts of things in the back. Mm. Uh, I, I think I, I did have my ear pierced. I we never I never went too big of my cube. Mine were always because they're always my mum's stolen because we could we didn't have no money. So it was like taking my mum's. My mum always had tiny ones. So I I always had that. But I I find that phase really bizarre. Like the slits in the eyebrows, yeah. the lines yeah. in the head. I had a night tick that we we dyed blonde as a like experimental. But the night tick was so dodgy it just looked like a <laughs> it, it, I, it looked like a half a moon, bruv, on, on the yeah. side of my head. It just was horrific. But that that's the as far as I ever got. I think my brother got like the the Washington Redskins logo done in the back of his head and that's what like got me all gassed and then when I got my version done the barber was nowhere near as good <laughs> and it just looked like shit so it's just like I, I feel like my and also I think my brother my brother we did this time one time when we got the hot comb and we like went through our hair to give ourselves like that kid and play afro vibe because I couldn't I couldn't grow it and I just remember my hair not doing what my brothers was doing and I was like, oh, this is, this is dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just relive in bed trauma about my hair that I forgot. But my hair, my hair wouldn't grow. So it's always been relatively low. I think it's probably been about a level 2.5 or something at the best of whatever it is. Now, how long, how long I keep it? So I, but I do remember the dying phase. I remember the Cisco phase. I remember the slits in the eyebrow, the line and the parting phase as well. 
There was a point where the parting phase used to go all the way to the back and twirl into a circle. All of that stuff, man. I just, I just remembered. At school, we weren't allowed skin fades. The school I went to, we okay. weren't allowed to have skin fades. And we used to get really? sick if we did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Trauma, trauma coming yeah. back. And we weren't allowed yeah. partings. And so if we came back from half term and your hair hadn't grown fast enough and you had a skin fade, you got, you get sent home. And then my wow. dad came down on some smoke, on some Mr. Senior Critchlow smoke. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever got sent home. And he never told me what he said in the office. He's like, you, you'll, ne- <laughs> you'll never be sent home for your haircut again. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying dads are superheroes, man. When they're oh, present, oh. they can do some real shit, bro. This yeah, is yeah, like definitely. solving problems. Trust me. Um, and so is there, is there something like you think in your, your later years or with your children about how you talk to them? Like if these things experience, have you had that conversation about what to do in these scenarios? Cause I'm trying to coach my children into like what to, who to be and what to say when things happen so they can hold their own corner on their own. Have you had that conversation about things that happen at school? I think school is a, a minefield, by the way. It scares the life out of me because it's all these children that are raised with different ways and different backgrounds and different ideas, different proximity understanding of love, interacting with your children all at the same time in a playground. And you just think like, you're going to be told so much mad shit. I just want you to have all the tools. Um, have you had that conversation of how to like, I don't know, versus what to do versus a teacher versus a pupil? Yeah, I think for me, it was a lot of it. I mean, my son's growing his hair, so he's got he's got plaits at the moment. And for me, it was just about not letting people touch your hair. I think that was a key one. I don't let no one put their nasty hands in your hair. Like, that was something I remember <laughs> I remember saying to him, especially when his hair was in that growing phase where he had an afro. Because you know how kids are, they want to put their hands in, in their hair and they want to touch their hair and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that was the main one. But again, I think because my son's schools are quite diverse, both his primary school and his, and his secondary school, he's one of many. So I think they're equipped to deal with, you know, things like that. I mean, his current, his secondary school is quite strict in terms of, you know, they're not going to allow you to have any colours in your hair or even for girls, if they've got hair bands in, they need to be a certain diameter. If they're any bigger, you're going to get sent home. So they are quite strict there, but having hair seems to be the norm. So I'm glad that he's able to feel comfortable because just like the stories that you guys were giving, I remember in school, a lot of it was about what your friends are doing. So, you know, if, if you had one clicker guys and they had plaits, like almost everyone had plaits in that group and you'd be the odd one out if you had a skin fade. And then similarly, you'd have the group of guys that had skin fades. And then sometimes the two clicks would, would kind of merge. And yeah, with my son, it's the same. Like a lot of the friends he has, they have single plaits or they have cane row. And so, yeah, my main thing is just about teaching him not to allow other people to put their hands in your hair. I think um, with, with, with my daughter... Um... So she, she's a little bit older. She's going to be 13. She's very, very savvy. And I've, I set clear parameters around, you know, black is beautiful. No one should ever need to mention your colour. And if they do, you know what I mean? She knows the reporting channels or she'll challenge it because she's extremely articulate and feisty and will throw it back at you immediately. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've never really had to to worry. And I, and I think there's not many people who won't smoke, but... But it's it's a weird phenomenon because I never really experienced racism until I was much older. But she has younger, and some of my nieces and my nephews have, have wow. experienced. In what way? I think one one boy called my nephew the N word. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. so and uh, my daughter, a girl in our school, this is when she was in primary school, was having a party and said, uh, you know, no no black or brown people can come to my party. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, and she, so my daughter came to me and she was like, am I black or brown? Because <laughs> you say <laughs> I'm black, but my skin looks brown and but yeah. it's a lighter brown. So am I allowed to go to this party or not? And in Damn. my head, I wanted to say to her, so I, te- I teach her Wing Chun. I'd be like, <laughs> go and do the first formula. 
Yeah. And we get the address and we're rolling to the party. I'm bringing your cousins. Don't do the first formula. Oh my lord. Can you tell us what the first formula is? Because I need to visualize you. First form. Tell me the. Oh wow. Go go beat go beat that. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. So that that is that was quite it's quite painful to manage because you know. I never had to go through that until I was well into my teens, you know what I mean? And uh, you've got this whole generation of young people who were doing it much, much, much earlier. So it's painful for them. But um, but I, because, I, I, you know, as a single father, I, I had to learn how to do her hair. And, you know, so you've got an idea of what she should have. Two, two, mm. two pigtails, that, that's the one I could do the easiest. And then my mum has a version of what she should have, what little girl should have. <laughs> <laughs> Doo-doo plats, yeah, <laughs> go yeah, to school, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. she's got a version of what she wants. You know what I mean? A high ponytail. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So you have to, you almost have to teach yourself. So I did like a few YouTube vids. My sister, my sister showed me what to do. My fiance showed me a little bit what to do. You know what I mean? So you sort of learn and pull it together. But now she's she's old enough to do it herself. And more time she has extensions. Honestly, yeah, the my mum is the wing chung of like my children's hair because my son will come back and he will have braids. And I'm like, how did you achieve braids with the level of high top that he had? And she will find a way of massaging that hair, oiling it up, getting it like really high, yeah. and then twist it all to. And he comes back looking like like I, I was like like Jaden in Karate Kid, and I'm like, how did you do this? Like, and my daughter has these extravagant patterns where it like weaves yeah. in and out, and it's like I just like I'm miles from this is this is the reason why I have imposter syndrome about doing hair. I won't try because that's that's the levels and I need to get over it because I think it's an incredible bonding experience more than anything I want to be able to sit with my daughter like it's a good hour exercise to like sit with her and to do that um but also just like I wanted to feel like she can get stuff from me and see men in that way like I have this whole thing of um she's gonna date either a version of me or the complete opposite of me and like, I would rather show her the healthy version of how a man should be <laughs> yeah. than be like, I don't want anything like my dad and go searching for the opposite in the world. And so I got to show up in all these rooms, man. Cool. Guys, is there anything else that kind of comes to mind that you want to um, catch up? We've, we kind of done Black History Month now. We did Black Family. We did Black Excellence. But yeah, we've, we've done our series now for Black History Month. We've covered all, all of the bases. Uh, and next month, we'll go into the new topic. Um, so guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate you all for joining. I say all like there's like bare of you. So two of you. <laughs> both, 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 both. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you both joining. I, I, I feel like this is like therapy and I'm really, really passionate about black hair and I'm going to make sure this platform launches really really soon and we start standing for things because i think it's one of those areas that we always slightly misunder underestimate how much it has meaning to us as an identity but also how much it gets attacked by people and it's like a whole thing like i'm just learning about my beard now and so every day and i think my beard has looked this is the healthiest it's probably ever looked but like i started to actually oil it on a daily basis i've got this conditioner i went i get from beard culture london who's obviously one of the dope black dads he sent me a little parcel and I've been using it and I'm like, ah, look at this man. Hey. And then like uh, Bevel sent me a package. So I've been using Bevel for the last six months. And I'm like, I really need to start taking, making an effort, man. And like, I always use like alcohol in my hair now when I'm like post shaving it to like make sure it doesn't get bumps or anything in it. Just like there's a whole effort and routine that I've now started to do to maintain. And I'm just like, actually, we need to like talk about this and own this a little bit more. I think one of the most popular posts still on Dope Black Dads is how to shave your own hair in a lockdown uh, with a fade. Like it okay, got, yeah. it got like a 1500 people were like, yes. <laughs> and the most reshares, <laughs> I was like, wow. But obviously it's an area that we just don't, we just don't know. 
Cool. Thank you guys so much. And I'll speak to you uh, next week and we'll see if we can catch up. I'll, I want to do an IG live as well, actually, on something. Because I did one yesterday and I had loads of fun. And then people were like, we're so glad you talked about this. And I was like, yeah, why don't we do IG lives? We could just have a chat. Marlon, you take over Dope Like That's because I know you're in hiding. And I'll take over mine and then Marvin, you jump on yours. And we'll, like, we'll have a conversation at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that sounds good. Cool. All right, then, guys. See you on the other side. And so thank you guys for listening. I really much appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, you can find us at, at Dope Black Dads on all social media platforms. You can also email me for a chat at hello at dopeblackdads.com. Thank you so much for listening, my brothers. I appreciate you all. Uh, we'll be back next week. Jake shopped up to 40% off with the Amazon Early Black Friday deals. So now, he can be Big Cake Jake. And armed with his new seven-speed handheld whisk, he's treating his street to a whole new world of sweet. But first, he's taking a trip down to Icingtown. Get whisked away with the Amazon Early Black Friday deals, 8th to the 18th of November. Here at B&Q, we've launched our brand new website, DIY.ie. Browse thousands of products available for home delivery and one-hour click and collect. Visit DIY.ie today. You can do it when you B&Q it. Delivery and click and collect available on selected products and locations. Restrictions apply. Delivery charges may apply. See DIY.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.